All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Oilers Nation After Dark following a nice 5-2 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. I won't lie, the first period looked like it might have been a bit of a bit of a boring game from there on, but the Oilers managed to put their offense together and come away and make it six wins in a row as they continue to push for the playoffs. So welcome in to Oilers Nation After Dark, presented by Alberta Blue Cross, where you can also come on a nation vacation with us too. We have two packages available. One for $199 and the other one for $999. One of them doesn't have a flight, one of them does. But head over to nationgear.ca right now and you purchase that trip to Arizona where we go down. I think it's family day weekend. It's going to be lovely. And someone joining us on that trip is our good friend Bag Milk, who is also joining me tonight. And look at him. He has been he has been pumping that iron. Just getting ready for Arizona, pal. I would just get down, pop down, pop down, get quick. 20 pushups in every 15, 20 minutes. You know, I do that throughout the day. I've probably done over a thousand today. I'm getting really, really shredded for this trip. I've seen you do them. It's quite, it's quite remarkable how quickly you can do them now too, from where you were at the start of the season. to now similar to the Oilers, a very slow start, gradual pace, but now you're, you're knocking them out. Like it's nothing. Well, as you can see, my pecs are very, very strong and my arms are too. So it's been a work in progress, much like the other season. But as we go along, like you mentioned, we just keep getting stronger as we go. It's about development. And the Oilers have been uh, developing into some wins most recently. And obviously the one tonight, and we'll get into the Greta scoring summary, where I hope you went pre and post game today. Maybe you're at Greta right now watching us. If Great ways to watch hockey games. Uh, multiple screens. Great food. I love the uh, the the pizza. To, what are they called? The pizza 
come on BM. What are they called? Oh, the, I know what you're talking about. I can't think I'm gapping though. You, yes. They're like the, it's a taquito? Taquito, the piece of taquito. Yes. Yeah. Pat, that, I got gotcha. you. That is an organic ad read. If you haven't, <laughs> that was right off the chest. Where we cannot remember the menu items <laughs> as a request. There you go. But yes, Greta, uh, scoring summary. The first goal comes from Connor McDavid, who had himself quite the night hitting 900. But this wasn't the goal that did it. And this was, this was unbelievable. Not going to lie. May have been interference from Zach Hyman as he comes across there. But nevertheless, Connor McDavid just had all eyes on him that he didn't, the refs weren't even looking at what Zach Hyman was doing. What did you think of this goal, BM? I, I just mostly felt for Travis Sandheim, just laying there starfishing in the middle of the ice, not really doing a whole lot of anything, trying to defend. But, you know, it's one of those ones where you wave your stick around. Connor makes you look silly. Beautiful goal. We're going to see that one a lot of times. Yeah, and it wasn't even, you could argue that's not even the best play he made tonight, which is crazy. Connor McDavid finishing with five points on the evening. I think he's now 96 away from a thousand points in his career, if my math is correct, which is uh, incredible because he just played his 600th game the other day against the LA Kings. But just before we move on to the rest of the scoring summary, what did you make of the uh, the second line in that first period? I thought they were easily the one that was buzzing the most. They just you could kind of tell at moments they are still very fresh with each other. Like war, uh, it was Ryan McLeod, I think Leon Drysaddle teed him up for a one timer, and he just he didn't even shoot it. But most other players, I think maybe if that was like Evander Kane or even Hyman or McDavid, they would have hammered that one. But what do you what do you make of that second line tonight? Well, we talked about a little bit on Oilers Nation Radio today where those guys are fighting above their weight class, at least just a little bit on both sides of Leon Drysaddle, but they're doing a good job of it. And there's going to be times like that where you kind of wish a play would go a different way or somebody would execute something a little bit differently. But for the most part, they're buzzing and they're looking really good. And as we talked about on the podcast, if those three can keep producing chances in a real way, in a meaningful way, and the first line keeps doing what it's doing, then all of a sudden the Oilers are a very tough team to handle with matchups doesn't really matter who goes against Connor or Leon. Both lines are producing and I think they're getting there. This is this is more than just a couple of games where they've produced well together. I think it deserves a longer look, even if maybe one night doesn't go their way, because right now they're producing very, very well and it, they're fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think you keep rolling with it. And I think, too, what it does is now when Holloway and Gagne come back into this this lineup, which sounds like it'll be on Saturday against Ottawa, it just gives those guys a little bit more breathing room to not have to produce right away. And then maybe, maybe if Fogel or McLeod fall off a little bit, you can just throw Holloway up there and he's more up to game speed. But uh, last thing I wanted to talk about in the first period was how about McDavid going talking to the ref, like fairly not crazy animated, but fairly upset about the the call that was that was called on him that put it on a four and four neglecting the other's power play there. What did you make of uh, that decision from McDavid? And I guess also the refs. Normal. Well, I mean, the refs are consistently terrible. That's just something that no matter what the night is, they're going to call weird shit all the time and always. That's just how refereeing goes in the NHL. But for Connor, I was a little bit surprised. Just not that I don't like it or anything. I always love when he's feisty. He just normally normally does that. He just kind of normally lets it roll. And clearly, he was thinking about it throughout the penalty he was in or the two minutes he was in there. So I was more surprised than anything, just because we don't normally see Connor say anything. But I don't mind it either. I like when he stands up for himself. Yeah, I, I don't mind it too. And uh, our boy Rusty, who's, who's down in Utah, I believe. Refs are going to ref. I'm sick of him. We all are, Rusty. 
But yep. it's, uh, I think the frustration from a McDavid perspective, and they said this on the broadcast too, that just happens all the time to him and he's oh, never yeah, called or very rarely, right? So that, I think that's the frustrating part. Another uh, another little tidbit that the broadcast gave me tonight was um, the Philadelphia Flyers have only won three games this season when they've allowed the first goal. So that was crucial for the Oilers because they have won 16 when they have scored the first goal of the game. So pretty big one from Edmonton, but moving on to the second period and Zach Hyman finished off what was a great play by, I believe it was two no-look passes, one from uh, dry saddle first and then to McDavid. And, and for me, this was, this was his highlight of the night. And it was just, it's just amazing. His vision on the ice and just his awareness of where his teammates are got to be and the chemistry Hyman and McDavid are just building up right now is uh, special. Yeah, look at Connor here. It's just what is he looking at? The Flyers don't know. You're watching it on TV and you go, well, I guess there's Hyman back there if Connor can see him. And then he does. He's got eyes in the back of his head. All the cliches that you love from hockey school are all applying here. He's he's just on a different level. And those two together are really, really good. And like I said, that's why it's important for that second line to keep it going because this top trio, I know Nuge wasn't out there at the moment or at least involved in this play. They're just they're so special together and they're fun to watch. And look at the backhand pass. Nobody there right on Hyman stick. Plenty of time to make a play. It is Connor McDavid's just magic flew past 900 points tonight. We, uh, we got a special message in the chat for you too, BM from a, from a good friend of yours. It is uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins who says, please tell Mr. Bag Milk. I appreciate his support. You have any thoughts? Yeah, since day one, pal. Since the day you were drafted, I always, uh, you know, I'm here in your corner. I'm I'm here to fight for you. And it's because of nights like tonight when you go out and get three points, two big goals, the game winner on a power play that's kind of been spinning its wheels a little bit. So Nuge, I'm here for you, buddy. I'd write poetry for you in the moment, but maybe before the end of the show, we'll have a haiku for you. Just because you asked in the chat, you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give you one anyway. You might as well be into it or else I'll read two haikus for you. Yeah, please say yes. Uh, moving on, Philadelphia didn't back down, and I think that's kind of this uh, this team's style, isn't it? They're they're a tough out, and they they came back and they they tied the game up at two two. Travis Konechny got his 18th of the season, I believe he said that was his 13th or 14th goal on the road. But the one that the one that I had a bit of a bone to pick was the Mark Stahl goal, and I understand it's a bit of an odd man break, but it sucks when they just show the angle that's. You know, you're looking right down the ice and you just see dry saddle and Fogel just kind of gliding back a little bit and no one's picking picking him up. I, I think the Oilers get to those casual places a bit too often where they, they get they get bit in the backside because of it. What did you what did you make of this one? Yeah, they they lost the trailer. There was literally nobody looking at Mark Stahl. That was the annoying part to me. He is it's not like he's Kale McCarr floating up there. He's a giant troll man flying up the ice and everybody lost him. So there was a bunch of things I didn't like about it. Obviously, like I said, he got lost kind of behind the behind the play as he's coasting in. I'd love to see a save there from Stu. Stu was great all night, but this is one where I thought, man, I'd love to see a save there, especially at that moment of the game. But generally annoying defensive work by the Oilers overall on Stahl's goal. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough one. And like you said, it's not like it was even it, he was the game time decision defenseman that was put into the lineup and just gets that one. It was a it was disappointing, I think. And it, I thought the interesting part about it though was so the second line was out there for the face off, which lost the face off. I sorry, they were out there before that, got the face off, lost the face off allowed to go and then stayed out there again. I thought it was quite interesting how long they kept him on, but the Oilers weren't tied for very long. and came back and had a big goal from the power play, which has been 
not that great recently. I think it was one for 19 going into that power play, but it was uh, your boy Ryan Nugent Hopkins finishing off for his 10th of the season, Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman with the assist. Just a massive goal. Massive goal, not just in terms of where they were at in the game, it ultimately proved to be the game winner, but also for the power play. Like you said, it's been struggling a little bit. You, It's weird to say that the Oilers power play mm. is struggling, especially when it's at 26, 7%, whatever it's at. But they needed a goal and they got one and it came at a big moment of the game. And I thought that it, I'm glad that they they finally got rewarded for snapping the puck around. Yeah, the uh, I think they needed it. And just uh, the moment of the goal, I think, was what's going to boost them up a little bit. I mean, look, like we saw the Flyers power play go around all night and that one's a struggling power play. I think it's 32nd in the league and they could barely get into the zone. The others get chances and just not scoring because sometimes like overpassing or whatever it may be. So the others go into the uh, second intermission up three to two and come out and kind of seal the win, right? With a Leon Dreisaitl goal from Connor McDavid and Cody CC with an assist on that one as well. Still no goals for CC, but 10 assists on the season. And just what a shot from Drysaddle so far out and just manages to, to beat Carter Hart, who I thought had a great game too. Yeah, I mean, Carter Hart was... If the Oilers were going to lose this game, it was going to be because of Carter Hart. He was great, especially on early on. It, the game shouldn't have been even 2 nothing when it was. It should have been well beyond that in terms of the score, but Carter Hart, Carter Hart made some big saves. So when Leon's goal went in, first of all, he is starting to be on fire again. What is that? Yeah. Six goals in his last seven games, something like that. He, you love to see it because he's starting to get his mojo back, and I couldn't think of a greater gift for the Edmonton Oilers than to have Leon Dreisaitl scoring big goals often as they go down the stretch in these final 40, now 47 games. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, just because we mentioned Cody Cece, we have a question from Naeem. Who scores first, Cody Cece or Connor Brown? There was actually a moment in the third period where Connor Brown almost set up Cody Cece and obviously it didn't go in, but I was like, boy, oh boy, that would have that would have been a funny funny little duo to get to partner up to get a call. Oh, I'd love to see it. Like I, you know what I can't wait to see actually legitimately. And I know we're kind of poking fun right now, but when either of those guys score, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's Cody CZ or Connor Brown, the Oilers bench is going to erupt. Everybody's yeah. going to be so pumped. And I hope they're a big goal. Whenever they get one, Cody CC seems like he may never score again. Connor Brown, not far behind him. So who scores first? Vinny DeHarnay probably again. <laughs> Vinny, yeah, that, that's it. Vinny gets the second goal of the season or, or one of those. I, I think you're right, though. It's going to be, it will be cool when Connor Brown gets his goal, whenever yeah. that may be. And and I think the reaction to how the bench reacted to Derek Ryan's goal the other day, I ma- imagine it would just increase by 10 if Connor Brown gets one this season. Uh, I don't know if you're reading the chat, but a lot of people are asking for some maps. If uh, if we can get those ready for tomorrow, that would be that would be awesome. But the last goal, <laughs> all, right. all right, thanks. <laughs> the last goal of the game goes to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which may have helped me uh, win a couple of couple of shillings. Too, Very thanks. nice, Betway for that one. But uh, yeah, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, eleventh goal of the season. Nice little finish from the Nuge there. Hey, yeah, he had a he had a. You know what thing is though? I'm right about him for three key things for tomorrow for OilersNation.com. He's quietly having a really solid season. You know, he's now got 18 points in his last 13 games. He had two goals and an assist tonight. He finishes what's given to him. And right here, Connor set him up with a golden opportunity and he finished. It's what you want a guy that's playing beside Connor McDavid to do. And Nuge is doing it. And like Ryan McLeod, he's very effective, moved over to the wing. 
And I think that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a very quiet, stealthy assassin season. And it's making me happy as the longer it goes on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going well. We got a message here from uh, Alyssa in the Facebook chat. And it says, bag milk, you sound like Liam. Am I wrong? I've actually learned a special technique, which finally has been caught on where if bag milk talks, I can actually, it's me talking. I just don't move my lips. It's uh, it's quite a special thing. What if I turn this on, Liam? It just made me sound a little bit different now if I hit this one. Satan making a special appearance here on the podcast. Nobody asked for me to show up, but all of a sudden, Facebook chimes in and here I am, you know? All of a sudden, nobody wants to sound like Liam. Old Satan chiming in as the guest host. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Satan so early into the show, but but welcome, Satan. We can, uh, we can move on to the good, bad, and the oily presented by DoorDash. And as my... Uh, my good friend BM says on Oilers Nation Radio, I need to read this verbatim. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Use Nation25, that's all caps, for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. There you have it. Thoughts on that, BM? Did that Was that good enough? I'm glad you read that verbatim, Liam. It says it right there in the copy. You got to do that. You follow instruction very well. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so the good tonight for the Edmonton Oilers is only one place to go, and it's Connor McDavid, five point night. He gets his nine hundredth point of the season of the season. I mean, no one would be shot by that. Would be of his career just past six hundred. BM thoughts on uh, on Connor McDavid. It's it's amazing, right? It's the graphic is you've seen it everywhere already. Six hundred and two games, you get to nine hundred points. Although every time I see that graphic, I think about Wayne Gretzky hitting it in three eighty five, which is completely bananas. Just what a weird time to be watching hockey when he was putting up points like that. But yeah, Connor did Connor things tonight. He had a five point night, and he was involved in every single one of the Oilers' goals. The Oilers just had some wins where you know against San Jose and against Anaheim, he only had an assist in, in both of those games, but it, all, it was almost like he got jealous that everybody else was collecting points or something because he had a big, big night tonight against Philly, and he probably could have gotten more if a little bit of luck was going his way as well. So it was a huge night for Connor all around. Well, well yeah, there's also the fact that Nuge could add a hat-trick too, right? Like he, he hits the inside of the post. Uh, I think I was in the start of the second period, which would have gave Connor McDavid six points on the night, but uh, it was the graphic that they put up on the during the game, it was fewest games to 900 career points. Connor McDavid is fifth on that list. He is uh, ahead of Yari Curry. He, had, he made it in 632. And Peter Stasny, he is three games behind him, who did it in 599. So kind of just a, a crazy accomplishment. And we've said this now for forever, but it's just it's awesome to be able to watch him every single night and just what he's been able to do. And it is crazy to think that, like, even when he was injured at the start of the season, he was still maybe picking up a point every every other game or something like that. And we're like, oh, he's he's off his game, which he obviously was, but now this is his game where he's scoring five points, and it's just it's unbelievable. But the uh, the bad tonight, I think, has to be the fact that the others let the two goal lead slip away from what was just a bit too casual for me. Like we said, mm-hmm. like both goals, I think it was Bouchard. The first one was a little bit sloppy in the offensive zone. The guy doesn't come back on the second goal too. Like, luckily, the Oilers were able to to bounce back from it. But you kind of want to see them tidy that up a little bit, right, BM? 
100%. They were just both goals, I think, were probably avoidable. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Chris Knobloch says in his post game. I know he's probably speaking right around now, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he says because the Oilers played a like a sound hockey game, but the mistakes they did make were costly. And we saw it on the two goals. The Oilers are better than that. They have been better than that. And those are just some, some I don't know, bad habits or whatever that they got to clean up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if you, if anyone sees what Chris Knobloch had to say, let us know in the chat because we are currently not watching. But the oily, this was a difficult one because they didn't really know where to go with it. But I think this is uh, something that saved them many a times over the last couple of years. But the power play, the power play revival specifically tonight, it was nice to see them get on the board from what is is weird how the penalty kill has been so good, but the power play has struggled through moments here. But uh, what do you think? What are you thinking of the power play? What did you think of it tonight overall? It's one, I, I think you kind of hit it earlier where sometimes they just overpass. Sometimes when they're struggling like this, you just want them to simplify a little bit. Some shots on goal, get greasy, get hack away in the crease. There was a lot of extra passing going along. Uh, going around again today. I know it did work on the Nugent Hopkins goal with a nice bang, bang, bang play. So it's hard to complain when something like that goes right. But sometimes you just get simple. Throw the pucks towards the crease and get Zach Hyman and Nuge in there hacking away. And when the Oilers get greasy, they tend to score goals. So I'd like a little bit more of that on the power play, but ultimately it's probably going to be fine. Every time we complain about the power play, it always ends up being fine. So we're nitpicking, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, there was something I noticed tonight, and I'm not sure if this has been a trend or just something I, I realized today. But have, have you thought maybe Bush isn't shooting the puck as much from the top from the top right now? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Maybe. I mean, like I could absolutely see forwards kind of drawing up toward him to prevent that shot if possible. But at the same time, he just always seems to be collecting goals here. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a fair question. Yeah. Just, uh, I think he only had one shot tonight and I just, I just wondered, like, it felt like when the power play maybe wasn't clicking earlier in the season, that was a, you know, he was being a big, sorry, was clicking earlier in the season. He was a big part of it. And now it's just kind of drifted away, but he's obviously just, 
a huge threat out there. Like, how do you how do you not want to? Well, you don't want to get in front of a bush bomb, but you kind of got to get in front of one here too. And uh, Mike D has an honorary oily oily and his uh, stew with a nine forty six save percentage tonight. Mm-hmm. What did uh, what did you make of the big man between the pipes? I was been really really good I, I don't know what it would be tonight with the addition of it but in his last 12 games had a 920 save percentage this is a guy that i think has took a lot of criticism this season and, and some of it deservedly absolutely but just saying how he's not inc- he's inconsistent he doesn't make big enough saves i i think he did all of that tonight i thought he was really really good yeah i mean like i was i was like I'd like to see the second goal get stopped just mostly mm. because of the moment. Cause obviously the, the flyers temporarily tied it up at two, but at the end of the day, Stu was much, much better than what he had been earlier in the season. He was much better than Carter Hart, Carter Hart. While we were talking about complimenting him earlier, he finished with an eight sixty one. whereas Stu, like, like it said in the comment section on YouTube, nine forty six and 35 saves. That is what your starter should do. And Stu gave you starting goaltending tonight he was great he was rock solid he stopped that power play in the or uh, not the power play the breakaway in the third period he made some big saves all throughout the night he gave you what you want from your starter he gave you a chance to win yeah there was uh there's also the other saves in the second period i think it was scott Lawton who basically just had a clear path to him kind of coming off the corner there and then he made two or three saves on those rebounds as well i thought he was really good i'd like to see his rebound control get a little bit better i found He's just kind of popping it up a lot more than I've than I've noticed in the past. But I mean, again, being a little bit nitpicky for a guy who is uh who had nine forty six save percentage tonight. There was a there was another comment here in the the YouTube chat. I can't remember who said it. Oh, here it is. Alex Botcher said, "Is it just me or is Vinny improved a lot more uh, over this little stretch here?" I think as I think Vinny is looking very very comfortable now with the puck. He seems to be. You know, I found last season he was maybe a little bit, not to be rude, but like a little clunky with it. You know, big boys, six foot seven, but like he seems to just be used to the NHL now. He's, I think that's fair to say, right? I think last year you were being kind. I think last year it looked like he was trying to handle the puck with a field hockey stick. He was like all hunched over like a little gremlin man trying to hack away with his club. But this year he looks confident with the puck and he's making plays and you don't, have this kind of and I'm being mean to Vinny like but you don't have this like sense of dread when he's got the puck at an important moment he's making calm quiet plays and that's what you want a guy on your third pairing to do and he's getting rewarded with more minutes here like listen he played 1825 tonight picked up an assist if you he was never playing 18 minutes a night early on in his NHL career. So I a hundred percent agree. He's progressing really, really nicely. He's giving them quietly solid defense. He's giving them PK minutes. He's giving them everything you kind of want from a guy in that position while also being physical. And because he's 12 feet tall, he reaches a clean across the ice with his wingspan. So there's a lot to like about Vinny, especially when he's playing this well. Yeah. The, uh, the wingspan helps just to cover, cover everything across the blue line when players are coming across that. And, uh, Sorry, Alex Boucher, not Botcher. My my English is a is a struggle for me sometimes. But we'll move on to the hot and cold performers presented by Betway. But before we get to oh wait, nineteen plus, please write responsibly. <laughs> Betway. Um, did you do you have any fun on Betway tonight? Being- I had good luck. I've you know what you know what every now and then when you go when you're betting and you kind of have like 
a handful of games you just do okay at. Mm. Well, the other night on After Dark, Tyler and I were talking about hitting Oilers to win every period at plus 725. Right. I didn't get anything that juicy tonight, but Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both to score at plus 300. Anytime you get one of those, that's a fist pump toward this guy. I also had Oilers money line in over five and a half total goals. I also had Leon Dreisaitl two plus points tonight. Oh, and I had a fourth one too. Look at me. I won all my bets today, Liam. I also had over 33 shots on goal. So I had a perfect four for four night. Those don't happen very often. So I am going to appreciate and love it while I can. Yeah, you've got to you got to take the good times when you get them. I think that's fair to say. We, had, uh, we went with uh, Hyman. I think it was Hyman uh, goal on the, the boards. His bankroll, which hit. And I also may have sprinkled a little bit on a, a dry side all over one and a half points, which was plus money, which was uh, which was very nice to see. So it was a it was a good night for me too. But uh, do you have a cold performer presented by Betway for the night? There's not can't have too many cold ones when the others win five two though. You can't have too many cold performers. So man, I hate to do it. I really do. Oh. Connor Brown, like he had one shot on goal. Like the rest is look at his box score. It's zeros. It's zeros across the board. There's zeros. Like Adam Ernie at least has three hits. You know what I mean? James Hamlin has a hit and he wins faceoffs, but there's just so many zeros. And I, I just I'm really wanting for him, wanting him to get his first goal and just kind of get the monkey off his back. Cause I feel very, very much, I I really do believe this, that just like Ryan McLeod, when Connor Connor Brown gets his first, he's gonna go on a little run of getting goals here. It's just this first one is kind of mentally blocking everything right now. So I hate to pick on him, but like the Oilers one five two, and I'm looking at the the stat lines and I go, ah, I gotta I gotta give it to someone, I guess. Yeah, I think it's fair to, to give it to him, to be honest. Like the good news is we have a Connor Brown revenge game coming up this Saturday against Let's the Ottawa Senators. Let's do it. So I think I, I think that's gotta be gotta be the one where it where it happens. Uh for me, the cold performer is so difficult to really Give it to give it to anybody. Honestly, I'm going to take the cheap way out, and I'm just going to say the refs. I thought some of the calls tonight were just brutal and completely unnecessary. Like the 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 Hathaway one. Like I know Hathaway got injured or whatever. He eventually came back, but cool. Like just stood there and he skated into him. Like what what is he supposed to do? And then at the end of the game, uh, I think it was Vinny who was taking a couple of shots to the back of the head, and it was nothing. And it's like okay, like well, I don't care that there's ten seconds left. Like maybe just call that guy before things maybe. He'll over a little bit more, so I'll take I'll take the the little bunt to first base on that one. But the refs were just soft calls. The the Fogel one too, the little trip he had in the first period, I thought was was really weak as well. And also the fact that they missed the Hyman in clear interference as well, which was not the best. So the refs are not their finest hour, which is not shocking for this league. No, it's not. The refs are generally terrible always. I, if I'm going to give another additional one, kind of more serious than the Connor Brown one, I just think that the Oilers take too many penalties, regardless yeah. of the refs being terrible and making weird calls. Like, I completely agree. Brett Kulak got two minutes for existing, is essentially what that penalty was for. But I still think they take too many penalties. And I think that the result of that is they give up a lot more shots on net than they probably should. They gave up 37 shots again tonight. And Stu was great and he was fantastic. And he probably needed to be a little bit or at least a little bit. But uh, if two honorary Colt performers, it's just the fact that the Oilers took four penalties again and then that they gave up. 
37 shots. It's a lot. Yeah, I'll give a, I'll give one other quick one before we move on to the hot performers. Canada being exited from the World Juniors. Yeah, uh, no, pretty right. tough, tough way for those guys to go out with 11 seconds left. And like, you can have your opinion on the team and all that kind of stuff. But that is a that's a heartbreaking way to go. And also just the comments. Like, let's not forget these guys are literally kids at the end of the day. You know, they're, they're great good. hockey players, but they most of them probably go home in the summers and live with their parents still. So I think it's, uh, I think we don't need to be as critical on them as maybe we are sometimes. They're going to be pro players, but let's relax a little bit. It's very weird. Every year we have to yeah. kind of say this like, hey, they're kids, you know, and you're 40 and you're working today. Like, pull it together. Uh, they, yeah, they didn't win. Sometimes you don't. That's the beauty of sports. If you just won every single game as much as it would be fun to play games like that on Betway, because I'm 19 plus, I can do so responsibly. This is how it works. It's a tough way to go out, no doubt. Um, but at the same point, you saw how fired up Czechia was when the buzzer went and that they won. So it is what yeah. it is. That's sports. Yeah, it was... Uh... I've, I admit I've not watched a lot of the World Juniors because I don't like getting up at 6.30 in the morning unless I really, really have to. So didn't catch too much this year, but that's okay. Maybe maybe next year when it's in Ottawa. Uh, hot performer of the night for you, BM. I, I mean, the layup's Connor. What, what, yeah. what else can you say, right? Like a goal, four assists. He played amazingly though. Liam, he only played 1635 <laughs> and he had five points. So he got a lot done with for him. What is lower minutes than he's used to probably. But um, he, yeah, he hit the 900 point plateau. He had a five point night. He's now a 903. He's we're watching one of the best players ever. We're lucky to do it. And I'm very, very grateful when Connor puts up a night like this and we're just kind of used to it. You know what I mean? There was a time when Oilers Nation existed and if somebody put up five points, we talk about it for weeks. And then now it's just kind of Connor does it often. And it's one of those things where he's pretty special. So I always enjoy it. The, uh, I was just thinking in my head, uh, I wonder how many points he's going to get in January just with the, the softest schedule. Like he could really beat up on some teams. So if he, if he wants to, we'll see what happens. We did just see him only at one point against San Jose and, uh, and uh, Anaheim there. So maybe, maybe he takes a night off. So Fogo can get another five point game, but uh, my hot performer of the game, I'm going to give it to Leon Dreisaitl. I thought he was just as good tonight as Connor McDavid, maybe not quite as good, but he was right there with him. Some of the plays he was making, unfortunately his line mates just weren't executing, but they were getting the chances at least. And he was the big reason why they were getting those chances. So credit to Leon. I think he stepped up his game quite a bit. I think a lot of us have been critical of him this season which is funny because when you look, he's still on pace for like 100 points. It's just the standard we have for him now because he's, he's an amazing player too. So I'll give my my hot performer of the game to Mr. Leon Dreisaitl. Again, and I'll say it with Leon, if he can pick it up in terms... Like he has, like I said, it's six goals in the last seven games or something crazy like that. If he can get on a heater at this point of the season when the Oilers desperately need to keep winning games, it's the greatest gift of all because he's looking really, really good. He's scoring on shots that we've generally seen him score on over the course of his career that maybe weren't going in for him earlier in the year. He's playing some good hockey right now. And if if McLeod... Like, there was that one pass, Liam, I know you saw it, where he was like the perfect one-timer pass to, to uh, Warren Fogle and it just oh, didn't yeah. work out. But he's on top of his game again. And that is bad news for everybody else that the Oilers are going up against here in January. I choose uh, someone. I have one more thing for you, BM and it's not all cold. It kind of relates to my cold, but 
the Matthias Janmark penalty in the middle of the ice where he caught, I think it was Morgan Frost. To me, maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, that's fine. But like, that's a blatant name penalty, and I think those need to be eliminated from the NHL full stop. I don't think Yanmark meant to do it by any means and catch him the way he did, but should that not have been a tripping call in a four-minute? Yeah, probably. I just, probably. you know, we just saw the Kyle Connor thing too the other day where Strom didn't get the, the suspension for it, and I just think it's such... I don't, I don't think a lot of them are deliberate, but it's just like a hit that I think needs to be eliminated, and I think the the NHL just does this weird thing where they just don't want to call certain things and tripping seems to be a big one. Well, again, like the NHL is a rule book, but it's not really a rule book. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's more like a guideline and you color in between the lines sometimes. And sometimes you go out, but it's abstract. So uh, it's not surprising that the NHL doesn't call its own rules and you could pick out countless examples in any given hockey game, you know? Yeah, that's true. That is true. I, I guess before we before we let everybody go, do you have a, a score prediction for Saturday now, I think, is the next... Yeah, Saturday against Ottawa. What are you thinking for that one, despite well, it being four days away? I'm looking ahead in my crystal ball, right? So first thing I'm going to do for our friends at Betway, because I'm 19 plus, could do so responsibly. I'm going to bet another Leon Dreisaitl anytime goal because when he's on a run like this, he can't stop. And then... That'll be one of four goals the Oilers score on their way to a 4-2 win, Liam. You know, it's funny. I never know what you're going to say, but once you say it, I know exactly what I should have expected every time. <laughs> I'll go with a... Uh, I'll go... I think it'll be actually a pretty high-scoring game. I'll go 5-4 to the Edmonton Oilers. I think... Um, I'll say it. Connor Brown goal. Oh, also Cody CC revenge game. Could oh, we get both revenge game? Could you imagine if both of them get their first against their former team? Oh, I'd blow up into a cloud of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would also blow up into a, a cloud of glitter. Uh, Danger Suede is in the chat. He says six two Oilers. Cody CC goal. Uh, what's this one say? Five one Oilers from Rust Officer. There you go. I think that's it, BM. Pat, did I miss anything? Did I read everything verbatim? Yeah, I think you nailed it, buddy. Awesome. There you have it, folks. Well, thanks, BM, for for joining me here on the fly. I'm glad we got to talk about a win, and we I'm glad we got to talk about one where Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a couple of goals. Yeah, and uh, Connor McDavid had a historic night. Connor McDavid does Connor things. Ryan Nugent Hopkins having a quiet assassin kind of season. There's a lot to be happy about tonight. Always nice to talk about wins. But you know, the one last thing, I guess, before we go, Liam, isn't it wild how the Oilers had an eight game win streak? Mm-hmm. Then they lost three and you go, oh, that's sad. But then they win six in a row and you go, yeah, that's good. But they're still not in a playoff spot yet. I know. It's you just kind of sit here and wonder what else is it going to take. And I know they, they dug themselves such a hole, but it's like, boy, oh boy, they are winning a lot of hockey games right now, but it feels like every time they lose one, they just fall so much further behind. It's, it's such a difficult league to catch up on. You would think winning 14 of 17 games would get you somewhere, but we're on our way. We're close. We're inching toward it. We are on our way to give it an optimistic spin. On points percentage, they are in a in a playoff spot, but they have it, folks. Thank you, everybody, for watching. BM, BLTN tomorrow. BLTN tomorrow, every Wednesday, better late than never, everywhere you get podcasts.
There you go. And I saw you got some new coasters as well. So those were pretty spiffy. But yes, new episode of BLTN tomorrow. We can catch BM. Catch me on Oilers Nation every day tomorrow. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you on the Flippity Flop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.